You're listening to the Embrace Church podcast. To learn more about Embrace Church, including additional messages, resources, and how to connect, visit us online at embracecanton.church. Today's message comes from Stephen Brumbelow. Hey everyone, my name is uh, Stephen, one of the pastors here at Embrace Church. Glad you welcome, glad you are here with us to worship on this second Sunday of Advent. Now, when I use that term Advent, most of you know exactly, know exactly uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, you know what Advent means, but there may be some who may not, may not be so familiar with the term. And, and if you were asked to kind of write that out on a test and explain Advent, you might would fumble through a little bit. So I'll explain. Advent comes from the Latin word, which means to come. Specifically, uh, it means something like someone incredibly important is coming and we're going to do everything in our power to prepare for that person's coming. Well, uh, in, in, in our view of Advent, that important person that is coming is, is, is Jesus. And so during the Advent season, we celebrate, we celebrate the first coming of Jesus. We turn our hearts towards celebrating the fact that the Savior of the world uh, has come. But we also turn our hearts toward the preparation that Jesus is coming again. There's, we're in a time of waiting. We're in a time of preparing, preparing uh, for Jesus to come again. And so during the Advent season, there's, there's an important uh, uh, aspect uh, in the Christian faith of this waiting and preparing. And there's a word that we probably need to explain uh, during this time. And, and it's the word here. It's the word hope. Now, now, when we use the word hope, most of the time we're talking about, we're, we're looking for a favorable, uh, uh, desired outcome in, in the future. We use it in that sense. Like, for instance, uh, today, my kids are hoping that I'm going to get home early from, uh, from work so that we can go out into the woods next to our house and start building a fort. We have plans to build a fort. They're hoping I'm going to get home early to do that. Now, I didn't make a promise that I'm going to do that, but th they're hoping that's going to happen. So there's a, some sense, uh, there's some sense of there's an uncertainty that in, in their mindset, I, now I just may not, I may not make it. Uh, so hope is used in that sense of there's there's an uncertainty. I, I found something really uh, funny uh, this week. I was uh, I was reading through some letters that kids wrote to uh, Santa Claus, and I came across one that just kind of struck me, kind of funny. Uh, this little kid wrote a, uh, this letter, and he said, "Dear Santa," he said, "For Christmas, I want a uh, 3D DSi uh, uh, player." And he said, uh, "Would you get it for me, please?" And he said, uh, "If you will." I would like to have a second chance. I'm going to be much more responsible this year. And then in his letter, he, he put, uh, would you please uh, mark the box yes or no if I'm, I'm going to get it or I'm not. And so at the bottom of this letter, he had big yes on the left-hand side and a big right on the uh, right-hand side. And he had a place for Santa, the circle, which one. And then under that, he put the word explain and then he drew uh lines because what he wanted to do he wanted Santa to explain the reason why he would or he would not get it and I laughed at that letter because uh, because I thought you know here's a kid here's a kid who's hoping he's going to get this 3d DSI player but there's some sense also in his mind that he feels like maybe he's unlikely an unlikely candidate uh, to get uh, this gift he's hoping for it but he feels like he may not get it. Like he's unlikely that he's going to get it. And that's how sometimes we view this word hope. But in a biblical sense, 
Hope is not based on uncertainty. In fact, hope is based on a moral certainty. It's based on the fact that God is who he says that he is, who he is who he says he is. And we can confidently then expect that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. So in a biblical sense, hope is based on a promise. The foundation of hope is based on a promise. And so uh, the prophet Isaiah, uh, the prophet of the Old Testament, foretold about hope when he said this. He said, watch for this. A girl who is presently a virgin will get pregnant. She will bear a son and name him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. God with us. See, this was a promise for the people of Judah in the Old Testament that they were going to be protected from the enemies. But it was also a foreshadowing of a young virgin girl who's going to give birth to the saving work and to the presence of God in the person of a little baby named Jesus. And this is the overarching theme of Christmas, right? Like God is with us. We, there's a hope there that God is with us. And there's something real important about this God with us. Like, if you're seeking after God wholeheartedly, you can count on that His presence is going to be with you. But if you don't give a thought to God at all, if, you, if you, He doesn't cross your mind, you can still need to know this, that uh, God, is, God is with you. Like, He's readily available for you no matter what. His presence is always available. You can feel like, you can feel like you're like the most unlikely candidate uh, to receive God's love, well, you need to know this. God is with you. His presence is there for you. That's a hope we have that we find in Scripture. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, in, in Luke chapter 2, uh, in the birth narrative of Jesus, we're introduced to this lowly group uh, of shepherds. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, the, the Scripture reads this way. This is after the birth of Jesus. It said, That night... That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Now, let me pause right here and say for, uh, for a second that we need to know something uh, important about the shepherds. There was uh, probably only one group of people who had a lower status than shepherds, and that would have been uh, leopards. Shepherds were uh, considered dirty and unclean people. You know, the thought is, is that uh, maybe if uh, in, in, that, in that society, uh, in, in, that, in that time, if a, a mother and father's daughter for some reason fell in love with a shepherd, the mother and father probably were not so happy about that. They, were, they were probably were not going to send out wedding invitations. It's not something that they were like jumping up and down that their daughter was going to be marrying to a shepherd. So the shepherds were considering a, a very low status person. Yet, listen to this. Verse 9, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. Now, now this, is, this is amazing. A, an angel of the Lord first appeared to a group of people who were considered low uh, in, in status, dirty, unclean, uh, not really accepted in society. Yet, yet Luke's narrative here tells us that this group of people are esteemed. They're placed in this high place. And so when I'm reading through this, all of a sudden I get to this point in the scripture and I begin to say, hey, I'm seeing hope. I'm beginning to understand hope. Verse 10, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. We'll pause right here and we'll focus on those last three words. 
to all people, to the lowly, to the dirty, to the poor, but also to the rich and the powerful, because we'll talk about the wise men in the next week, that, that, that this is available for us, good news for all people. God's presence is available to all who are willing and open uh, to receive his presence. And, and, and that's, what, that's what God's promises are, 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 are grounded in, a, a hope that he's available for all people. Verse 11, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Now, I love this. He says, here's a sign for you. It was a specific sign just for the shepherds that they were going to go and they were going to find this baby Jesus wrapped in snuggly cloth and lying in a manger. See, that that was a welcome invitation for the shepherds. That's exactly how they would have treated their children. That's exactly how they would have wrapped them up. That's exactly where they may have placed their kids. And so they knew this was a sign for them that they were going to be welcomed, that God's presence was available for them. This offered up hope for them. Everything was going to feel very familiar to them. Now, I'll also pause right here and say this, that if you feel like you're an unlikely candidate, much like these shepherds, then you can rest assured that the presence of God is going to be offering up signs for you specifically. We call it grace, right? That God's drawing you in. And it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is about. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You can know that God is going to be offering up grace. He's going to be placing signs out there in front of you for you to see Him so that you can experience His presence. He's going to be offering up hope for you. Verse 13. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host uh, of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When when I read this passage this week as I was studying this, something struck me. It's it's very interesting. It said, all of a sudden, it says a vast host joined this one angel. Now, I'm not sure how much, uh, how many a vast host is, but I I know it's it's a bunch. And I know that they came together and they began to praise God. And there was something, there was something for them to praise because there was a birth uh, of of this little baby boy named Jesus. But, But I began to think about another reason why maybe the the angels may have begun to praise um, in this moment for the for the birth of Jesus it's because they had seen a lot right like they were there from from the beginning in the garden of eden when sin entered the world they were there they were also there in um, in genesis chapter uh, 3 when some say that uh, the first prophecy was giving uh, declaring that a messiah would come and crush uh, crush the 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 head of of Satan. And they, they were there when, uh, when God's people struggled throughout the ages. They were there for a whole lot of stuff. They, they were there in the hurts and the, and the, and the victories of, of humanity. They had seen a lot. But now, at this moment, now, they were praising because there was hope for all God's people. They were praising now because they knew that God was with us, that His presence was available for us. 
See, I think this is, I think this is the bottom line of, of, of this story, looking at the shepherds. It said the shepherds were, were welcome at the manger, that the unclean were, were judged to be clean, that the outcasts uh, were welcome as honored guests, and that this host of angels sang a song for the simplest of people. I also think that's good news for any of us. Like, you might feel like you're an unlikely candidate, that you're an unlikely person to experience the presence of God. You may feel much like this little boy who wrote this uh, Christmas letter to Santa, like you're hoping for something, but you on the inside feel like it may be unlikely that you're going to get it. Can I tell you today during this Advent season that God is with us. His presence is not only with us, but His presence is for us. And we celebrate the coming of Jesus, the Savior of the world, who longs to change our lives, to transform us from the inside out. But we also are preparing for His second coming. So today, if you feel like you're unlikely, can you just pause and and just say, God, I know you're here. I may, not, I may not feel it, but, but your scripture says you're here for me. And, and so uh, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to receive you. Would you pray with me? Lord, so often we can feel like the shepherds, unclean, dirty. We feel like unlikely candidates to receive your presence. But your word says that you are with us. And that's hope. There is hope uh, and there's certainty in you that you are with us. Lord, today we receive you. We believe in you. And we want to follow you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you are encouraged by today's message, please make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. For additional messages and resources, visit us online at embracecanton.church. Thank you for joining in with us today on the Embrace Church podcast.